You are listening to the Amazing Podcast, brought to you by the Free Parking Network. This podcast is dedicated to helping you unlock your greatness and be amazing. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and connect with us on social media. Your experience starts in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, Henry Amazing. And on this episode, I have an amazing guest. This guy is an upcoming artist. He just dropped his newest project, Postgrad. It's available now. Definitely be sure to tune in. But for now, Ant, just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. As you said before, my name is Anthony. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at, at King Fraser the second. But a little bit about me. Um, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I'm a recent graduate of Jackson State University uh, with a degree in business administration. And what I'm doing right now, I'm an upcoming artist. I make music. I know you say you're from Detroit. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what was it like coming from Detroit all the way down here to Mississippi? What was that transition like for you? Transition was more of a, a culture shock. Um, I mean, growing up in the North, well, it's technically the Midwest. Uh, we have we have a different code that we go by. Like we're not as friendly as uh, people here are, and that was one thing it took. That was one thing that I had to get used to. People are real approachable down here. Where up north we have to, you know, walk with our guards. Up, you know, we're not really speaking to people, and that was one of the things I had to learn too. When I come in the room, you got to speak to people. You know, at least introduce yourself. Say hey, um, you know, just make yourself not so confrontational. Um, but other than that. That was really the hardest thing. I mean, growing up in Detroit, like I said, it was you had to always have your guard up for the most part, depending on where you're from. I'm from East Eight Mile, uh, on there by Edmore and Cushion. For those uh, probably listening and know the area of Detroit, uh, that's where I grew up. Um, and then I went to King High School as well, which is kind of like a diamond in the rough. It's kind of a, a rough high school, but it was a lot of potential in there. It's just the environment, though. Um, but being down here, I actually learned a lot more than probably what I would have learned in Detroit being back home. So, yeah, that's pretty much what it was What it was like. It was just, like I said, culture shock. Um, just being more pleasant is the word. Not not looking so mean all the time. Not being so confrontational. Not thinking somebody's always trying to get over you. Just basically stuff like that. Just toning it down a little bit. That's That's the difference. Okay, okay. So... Of course, you know, you're an upcoming artist. I know I've seen on my timeline you always dropping a new freestyle or a song that you're working on. So what inspired you to start making music? What inspired me? um, I failed at something. And a lot of successful people that you'll learn about, they failed at something that propelled them to the next level, whichever, whatever the level that was. what made me start writing was, uh, as you know, Henry, I was in a band at Jackson State as well. Um, I tried out for right, J5, right, right. Summer 16. And, you know, those who were in the band at that time and know who the lineup was and who y'all felt, you know, who they felt was supposed to make it at that time, I was one of those people that was just like, oh, no, this is my time. This is it right here. I didn't make it. Um, and just at that time, there was a lot of other stuff going on. I did make J5, and I think, 
my heart was tainted when it came to the band because I came there wanting to lead. I don't think I really had a true, authentic love for it. I think I fell in love with the possibilities. And in that, I didn't make the squad. They ended up going with four drum majors that year. And then I kind of just hit rock bottom. Um, at the same time, as that was going on, I went home for Mother's Day to see my mom's a surprise her. And while I was there, my roommates got evicted from our apartment. We used to stay in Westwood. And nobody told me anything. Nobody said, oh, we got evicted. So I was in Detroit the whole time not knowing the thing until like the last few days. And then when I got back to Jackson, I was pretty much homeless. Like I only had like a bag of clothes, maybe two pair of shoes. And like my Xbox one, I got to take that <laughs> everywhere. But um, I had no place to go. Um, like my everything in my room was stolen. And at that time, I ended up having to stay with my line system. And that's what kind of made me start writing. I had, to, I had to have some type of outlet. It started off as a hobby. And like when I was younger, I used to always write poetry, you know what I'm saying, write little clever lines down because my dad he used to like the freestyle. He used to take me to New York with him all the time. And he'll be rapping in the car. He'll have me listening to a bunch of East Coast old school music. And then my stepbrother, he was phenomenal at freestyling, like off of the top. And he would always encourage me, but I was shy. I think all of those struggles kind of made me vent it out in a different way. Some people, you know, cope with using drugs. Some people sing some people dance i chose to write and as i started to do it more and more often i got better at it and at one point in time i didn't even know how to rap on beat that was the hardest part for me and then also getting over you know what other people are going to say about you because as you know it's a lot of dudes a lot of folks from jackson all the way to california that's rapping right now so i just had to figure out what was going to make me different from everybody else that's trying to come up on on the music tip. So that's that's what made me start writing. A lot of people didn't know that. A lot of people a lot of people didn't know that about me. Um, but I just kept it quiet. I wasn't one of those people that wanted to throw a pity party for themselves. You know what I mean? Like you gotta hurdle that stuff. Even when you're going through, you know, hard times. That's what that's I call those character building moments. When you're going through hard times, what you gonna do? You gonna fold or you gonna try to figure it out. What I say, you just can't fold, you just gotta readjust to see what your other avenues are. You just got to keep going. And that's what I did. And it kind of got easier as, you know, the summer went on. I ended up eventually uh, moving into a house with two of my other bandmates. One of them was actually one of my Masonic brothers. And we had a house together. Um, it was crazy. It wasn't ideal. It was right off there on Green Hill, off of Raymond Road, close to there, that area. And... It was molded. Like, we just couldn't take care of it the way we wanted to. We was all 21, 22, just trying to make it, still trying to balance out school and stuff. The house was molded, bro. It was no ventilation. We had rats in the house. <laughs> like, imagine going through all of that stuff, and you're still trying to get this degree. And at that time, too, um, my car died on me. So it was just a lot of stuff going on. I remember the first... Um, semester what was this fall 17 i was walking to school bro i didn't i had wasn't able to wash my clothes for real like i'm in class looking just homely that's the best word i can uh describe it um because my mom is the only one that was really taking care of me to really help and she's all the way in detroit and at that time i didn't have a job 
or I had one. I was working at Foot Locker and I was only making like seventy something dollars every two weeks because I wouldn't get no hours. So a lot of times you had to figure out, okay, am I gonna eat today or am I gonna put gas in the car or in somebody else's car at that time because I didn't have one. So it was a struggle, but I didn't allow that to deter me. You know, even though the drum major dream didn't work out, what I say is you know, oftentimes you're going to have dreams that are deferred, but you can't let that deter you from what your main goal is. The main goal while you're in college is to get that degree, no matter what. Anybody else that went through my situation, they would probably fold, they would have went home and been right under their moms. It wasn't me. You know, my mom cried to me every day, just come home. It's not like you want, you got to, you don't have a mom that can do for you. But I'm sure, as you know, being a man, you have to earn that title. So I felt like me going through this, and winning in the end was what would make me a man. So that's what I did. And, you know, by God's grace, I graduated this past December. And it was like the the weekend of my birthday, too. That was like the ending of that chapter, you know. Mm, shout out to you. Yeah. I guess, like, my question now is, like, day to day while you was going through that and overcoming those obstacles, like, what was the self-talk? Like, what did you tell yourself? to be able to make it through. It's not it. This is not the end. That was the only thing I, I, cause I said, it's not me. I said, I'm a king. I knew that from day one. Like, even when I was younger, I was like, nah, I'm a leader. Like, I'm going to be something great. I don't know what I may be great in. Even if this rapping stuff don't work for me, bro, it doesn't define me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good at other stuff. You have to be well-rounded across the board. Like, Music for me was a hobby. It was a way for me to vent my frustrations, my anger, you know, my, my insecurities and stuff like that. Um, but people along the way that started hearing me, even it was people that I didn't even really know. I, I hadn't even developed a friendship with them. They were like, you need to rap. You need to keep doing that because you actually have something to say that's worth listening to. I'm not with the hype. I'm not one of those, um, one of the, you know, artists that you see on our timeline that's you know, talking about drugs and stuff and all this other stuff, probably stuff they ain't ever did. You know, I come from the city. I've seen all that, but it's more to life than that. It's real stuff going on. I'm not going to cut, but it's real stuff going on in the world right now that needs to be talked about. And you can have your fun, but there needs to be some type of equilibrium too. It needs to be some type of balance. But that's what, that's what kept me going. It was like, this is not the end. You know, I'm too strong for this. I'm too strong. And a lot of people that's from my city, they come to these HBCUs, they love it. You know, I love Jack State. They love all of that. But they forget their reasoning of why they're here. You get that degree. You can enjoy the views, but make sure you, you know what I'm saying, you take care of your business too. I didn't want to be one of those people that failed, it got too hard, I quit. So let me go back home. Let me go be under my mom. I'm not doing that. I had to thug it out, as my mom would say. You got to thug it out. So... That's what I told myself. It's like you gotta win, no matter what. Like the life is definitely gonna test, is gonna test you. But you always gotta remain a sharp pencil, bro. That was it. That was my only mindset. Get that degree. You know what I'm saying? Tell the backstory later, because don't nobody care about that. They just want to see that you win. That's it. That is so true. Because I know one thing I always tell people, especially like my friends, when we have these type of talks. I always say that like, while you're going through the storm, nobody really, they really don't care, honestly. I mean, of course, like the people that's close to you, 
you know, they empathize and sympathize with you. But yeah. as far as like just your story in general, people, they care about what you went through after you've made it through. I know one thing that's helped me through like my the different journeys and obstacles that I went through is just knowing that the trials that I go through is just a setup for my triumph. So like you mentioned right. earlier, you know, when you fail, you have to fail forward because your success is right there on the way. You just got to press through and press on and don't fold and don't give up. No, you cannot fold. You cannot because you got to think about it. You, It's other people. And when I left my high school, I was the man when I left King. Like, I was a head drum major. Like, everybody loved me. It was cool. Like, and people did look up to me when I left. So I was thinking about that, too. You don't know how your your position in life is going to impact somebody else's, bro. Like, I didn't want to take the shortcut because you miss all the views. You miss all the sights. When you're giving game to the next person, you want to tell them, this is what I saw along the way. You might not want to go this way. You might want to take another avenue. That's how you got to think. A lot of folks don't want to give nobody else no game. It's all, you know, give me, you know, this is mine. I'm not going to tell nobody else anything. That's not me. The And I'm glad I got a chance to, like, speak my piece because I know while I was in school, a lot of people um, judge me. They, a lot of people did judge me. One, because they didn't know me and they judged me off of who I associated myself with. So um, that was one of my other points of, like, rapping too. It's like I can finally tell people, like, this is who I am. It took a lot of time for me to grow into, you know, who you're talking to right now. Two, three years ago, you probably wouldn't have got the same responses, but that's growth. A lot of people grow numerically. They get older numerically, but mindset never changes. That's the problem. That is so true. That is so true. So, man, before we go, before we wrap up, one, what does being amazing mean to you? And two, what makes you amazing? What makes uh, people amazing? Having that stick-to-itiveness, man. Just like I said earlier, not even though your dream has been deferred, don't let that be something that'll deter you. You know what I'm saying? It just may not be your moment for that, but that doesn't mean you still can't lay the groundwork to get to that point. It may just be in another point in your life. And I feel like every step you take is just building another staircase to get to that next level, that next plateau, whatever that may be for your life. That's what it is. So I feel like that's what makes people amazing when they don't quit. I didn't quit. So to answer the next question, that's what made me amazing. I don't quit. You are listening to The Amazing Podcast, brought to you by the Free Parking Network. This podcast is dedicated to helping you unlock your greatness and be amazing. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and connect with us on social media.